0: Breaking news, breaking news. Nicholas Dioli is found alive. I repeat. Nicholas Dioli has been found alive. He's back in America. It's a it's a miracle, everybody. It's a miracle. I've been I back for a week. I haven't heard from Nick. I haven't seen Nick oh since God. Omaha. The kid disappeared off the face of the earth. Like I know that Wake Forest loss was tough, Nick. I get it, man, but you didn't have to go MIA for an entire month and, like, stuff your face with authentic Italian dishes and send me pictures of the damn Roman Coliseum. Like, I knew you weren't dead, but I, I was kind of concerned you were, you were, like, kidnapped, you know? Like, I didn't know if I had to, like, pretend to be Jason Bourne for a little bit and come save your ass. Like, I wasn't really sure what was going on there.
1: Oh, my God. Well, A, I, ha- I texted <laughs> you throughout the trip, okay? Um, I've been back for, like, a week now, so chill um but i do miss the sound of your voice i i i was hoping to get a welcome back to the just means less but no as micah does he has to berate me um like he does every.
0: and welcome back to the just means less (laughs) acc podcast with your hosts micah and nick nick how are we doing this wonderful wednesday evening we're gonna pretend like that intro never happened just for you
1: I'm good man um, I I'm kind of in the dead period of sports where I'm really just mainly focused on major league baseball at the moment I college baseballs come and gone but I'm getting very excited for college football um, it, it, Europe was insane it was I, I had the time of my life and
0: oh thanks, man
1: you're welcome um, whoa <laughs> no but I, what I wanted to tell you Micah and like when this thought occurred to my head, I was like, "I'm having a Micah moment right now." I'm—I feel like I'm the only person who has ever been to both Omahas in the world that in less than a month.
0: Hell yeah, kid! Month. I mean, there's other Omahas besides Nebraska and Italy, but I mean, yeah.
1: No, 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 no. I'm talking
0: about Omaha Beach, like in Normandy. Oh, 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 shit, I didn't think about that. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I had like a little Micah moment there. I mean, that is is pretty cool, actually. I mean, obviously, Omaha Beach has not the greatest of memories. Well, I mean, it's a good, bittersweet memory, I guess, because that's when America whipped their wiener out and said, we're the best. But at the same time,
1: yeah, there is a funny thing our tour guide told us because like we were a little shocked that people were, you know, out at the beach in Omaha Beach. And uh, the tour guide was like, yeah, I had a lady ask me, why do they let people just like be here? Like it's a historical site. It's a sad site. And then the tour guide put it perfectly. He said the people, the guys that fought in this war. Uh, would want these people to be on this beach. They would want you to have your freedom. So it it would be a shame not to what they fought for, you know. So it makes perfect sense. So, uh, but yeah, I felt like I was, except maybe if you lived in Omaha, Nebraska, and then you just somehow just went to Omaha Beach just to, you know, do the whole World War II tour. Um, I feel like I'm the only one that's done that within a month. There's probably someone out there, but I thought that was pretty cool.
0: And in that month, you saw the last great coliseums: Husker Memorial Stadium and the yeah, Roman Coliseum. So. I know.
1: I and I, I put out this poll on my personal Twitter. I was like, "Who would you want to see? Like, if the Coliseum in Rome were to reopen and it was for a college football game, who would you want to see?" And I, I, I had my four matchups, and I, I, I thought, dude, Notre Dame, USC, that would be so much fun.
0: See, your your matchup sucked because you missed a golden opportunity.
1: For who? Who did I miss?
0: The Troy Trojans and the San Jose State Spartans. <laughs> or, or because, you know, Big Ten, Michigan State, USC, Big Ten on a Friday night. Who says no?
1: That's not bad. I did have a and Trojans on, on it.
0: Yeah, that would be a shame, honestly. Don't put good rivalries in a Roman Coliseum. Come on, what are we doing, Nick? Yeah,
1: yeah. But uh,
0: Nick wants to ban neutral site games. He's out here giving people ideas to have neutral site games. Well,
1: th- you gotta admit that would kind of grow the game.
0: But... Oh, I mean, if if the if there was a college football game at the Roman Coliseum, Nick, you know for a fact I'm stupid enough to drop every penny in my bank account and go in a oh, credit card debt to go. So, my you can't God, even I tell me that I wouldn't. I'll down with you. <laughs> like, like, it could literally be North Carolina Wesleyan versus Averett College, and I'd still be down.
1: Averett College. Oh, my God.
0: So, how all of many, those two schools had to catch a stray. Averett
1: College to continue their football careers.
0: Hey, man, if somebody was a D2 athlete, man, I'd get yeah. that grind. Yeah. You know? I look back on my Instagram, Nick, because I don't delete shit from my Instagram. I have pictures of my exes. I don't care, man. Like, Instagram's the story of your life. Like, not going to pretend like shit never happened. And it's so funny. Like, blessed to receive an offer from Ohio Valley University. Who the fuck is Ohio Valley University? Like, (laughs) I'm not here, like, acting like I just got a full ride scholarship to Ohio State. I'm like, yep, OVU wants me to come visit. (laughs) Go Scots, baby. So, but no, for real. I mean, Nick, you were missed. I'm glad you had fun. Um, you I, know, in I a way, it was a nice little break.
1: I, I, I know you're a, you're a, uh, y- you, you know what, you, I have no problem with, like, I think you would go because you'll go anywhere, Micah. So, I know one day you will go to, you know, see Italy or wherever in Europe. I know you'll do it. And, man. You, you will love it. You will love it. The food is just different. The people are just different. It, it, my dad even said, I've been back to Italy. I think this was his fourth or fifth time. And he said, this is the first time I've come back from it and felt envious of the people there. Because of like how, how bad things have kind of gotten here and just like how people are just living life like without a thought, you know. Uh, They do a lot of cool things there that I'm, that I am am jealous of too. So I I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. And I did miss, I, I always thought like, what, what if I lived here? What if I lived here for the rest of my life? And then I thought, you know, I would miss sports so much. Like I would miss college football. I would miss going to base, miss going to baseball games, um, One thing that we do do right, even though it's kind of shitty now, is the cars. We have badass, awesome cars, even though they were much better back then. But man, you cannot catch me in one of those tiny cars. Like, you could not. I I just, I don't know how they do it. I don't know. But I missed you, man. I did miss you.
0: So sweet. Now, I always laugh when people in Europe are like, I can't believe all these Americans have cars. It's like, yeah, well, you know, when my ass can get from here to Texas in the same time, you can get to nine different countries. Maybe that would make some damn sense, wouldn't it, buddy?
1: Yeah. Everything so. is so <laughs> close together there. Like, it's a lo- every- you walk everywhere.
0: I mean, my buddy, my buddy's going to go play professional hockey in the Netherlands. And he was like, yeah, his girlfriend lives, like, on the Netherlands-Belgium border. And he's like, it yeah, actually makes more sense for me to live in Belgium and just drive to the Netherlands every day to see her. I'm like, good God. And oh yeah, I'm like I gotta go to this great restaurant in Germany. I'm like, fuck man. (laughs) Yeah. I can't get to North Carolina in that same amount of time in Virginia. Thumbs up. (laughs) But no by the
1: way, one more thing, one more thing. Remember how when we were in Omaha like after our Omaha trip and you said you gained eight pounds in that week? Yeah. Brother, I want I want you to guess how much weight I gained in Seventeen days.
0: Twelve point one ounces, or twelve pounds one ounce. Close. Am I supposed to keep guessing until I get it right, or are you just gonna tell me?
1: I'll just tell you. I gained fourteen pounds on this. Trip.
0: Holy shit,
1: dude! I went out.
0: Wait, Nick, did you hit the two hundred club?
1: No, 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 no. I would have to. I it
0: don't me. know what your normal base weight is, but I thought maybe you were like in the one eighty-five no, range. No, so I was no. like. Because, I, 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 guys, I, guys I, ladies, any ladies listening, I'm sure there's only two of you, but whoever is listening, ladies-wise, Nick is yoked. So let me tell you what. Hit him up. Slide into his DMs. He's, he's especially sad because someone whose name will not be said on the podcast has recently made it aware that uh they're no longer available for Nick to crush on mentally.
1: Yeah, yeah that, that was a sad realization last night. But, yeah, I gained 14 pounds, so that brought me up to – 180, which I haven't been that big since I initially started losing weight from when I was in high school into community college. So my heaviest I ever was was 225. Uh, That's like my senior year of high school playing O-line and D-line. So yeah, 180, I think I was about in between my freshman and sophomore year of community college. So yeah, I lost three pounds like two days after. I'm sure that was a lot of water weight, but yeah, we're 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 grinding at the gym and we are we are cutting back on some things right now. So, yeah.
0: Man, two twenty five is your heaviest. That's my peak height, like healthy weight. We are not the same. You are Man, also six foot same. four. <laughs> I mean, fair, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways i can't this podcast if anybody hasn't realized by now this podcast is just a catch up let you know that nick is not dead i mean we were both inactive on social media i took a little break i was like there's no reason to be going nuts right now i don't see the point so you know we were relaxing kind of enjoying our time so that was good but
1: would you would you say that this is the start of this is the first episode of Season three of the Just Means Less podcast with Micah and Nick.
0: Mm, if it is, it's a very shitty one.
1: A very shitty start.
0: Just because, like, I'm gonna be honest, Nick, like we I, I was down to record. I don't have anything prepared for this. Like
1: I have nothing
0: prepared. I figured we'd talk a little bit about Tom Interna Todd Internato, not Tom, geez. Todd Intergenato taking the job at Boston College from Wofford. You know, that was obviously a pretty big story with Mike Gambino uh, taking the Penn State job. So I thought we should just talk about that for a little bit. Um, you know, I was going to tell the listeners, we'll just tell them now, Hollis Fanning, NC State commit from the transfer portal from Tennessee, will be joining the pod at some point here shortly. I uh, was talking to him yesterday, and he's, he's very much down to come on great Let's kid go. hell of a pitcher too um but we'll have him on oh excuse me um, we, gotta get, you we know, gotta
1: get the other we gotta get the three weight guys back on dude, we have
0: to get lucas on because i want to know I, I need to know the story of his commitment to Miami because that shit was so out of nowhere and not like you know like like oh like he did something sketchy like it just leaked it was nowhere to be found but his instagram bio Here like
1: that like stuff you, was when, insane. When you, when you sent me, I, uh, when you sent me that screenshot when I was in Europe, he was like, "Did you hear anything about this?" Like it was like an official list of guys yeah. coming in, guys going out. I was like, "No, I, I, I know that Lucas was keeping all the doors open. I mean, it didn't surprise me that he went to Miami, considering he's from there. But that was the first I heard of it too.
0: Yeah, so." And, I mean, obviously, Adam going to Penn State, man, that's awesome. Like, I think that's a home run transfer for him because that program's going to take a play. Like, at Penn State, man, he can do something similar with Mike Gambino that happened at Wake. Not in the terms of probably getting to the College World Series. But, like, you know, nobody was really talking about Wake Forest baseball this time last year. Like, there was some conversations like, hey, this team could be pretty good. Like, you know, we expect them to take a step forward. But, like, there wasn't this, like... Holy shit, Wake Forest baseball. Where, you know, Penn State's time in the same boat. And, like, in the Big Ten, I mean, I think Maryland's going to regress, man. They lost some of their best guys to the portal. Their additions weren't, I don't think, anything. I think they had a net negative point of their portal this offseason. What,
1: one kid get drafted first round, I think? I think they're shortstop.
0: Yeah, like, their best player by far got drafted. So, you know from that standpoint, like, I mean, obviously, Iowa still got Brody Brecht, so that's going to be a filthy pitcher to have to face, but, I mean, for God's sakes, Adam Ceseri faced live ABs with Rhett Lauder, Sean Sullivan, you know, Seth Keener, Josh Hartle, <laughs> had to deal with, why am I drawing a blank on his name, Teddy, thank you, I was almost, almost said Tommy for some reason, but Teddy, obviously, before he got hurt, I mean, hell, I mean, you know, we talked about it, you know, Reese can show up, Cam can show up. <laughs> He was facing the best pitching staff possible. And, like, there is a reason he's going to Penn State, because I guarantee you as soon as Mike Gambino took the job at Penn State, I wouldn't be surprised if Adam Ciceri was one of his first phone calls. Like, hey, kid, you're in the portal. Isn't he from, like, New Jersey or something? No,
1: he, he is from Pennsylvania. Oh, he's
0: from Pennsylvania. Okay, I knew he was from somewhere on, like, the, you know, mid-Atlantic northeast corridor area. So, like, he gets a chance to come pretty close to home. You know, and again, like I've talked about, they have good facilities at Penn State. They're not under, like, I, mean, I always say, man, I know like it shouldn't matter, but I don't know how, if you're a very good baseball player, I mean, it's not a shot at Wake Forest or Virginia or any of these other AC teams that suck at football, but like, you cannot tell me that it would be, because when you're an athlete at like Penn State or LSU or Tennessee, like, you get to go to these, 40, like, these football games for free, and half the time, they're going to recognize you at least once. Or, like, let you get pregame sideline. Like, if you're Adam Cesarian, you could, you know, you can be, like, engulfed in the whiteout scenario against Iowa and stuff. Like, come on. That's awesome. yeah <laughs> Like, right. he's going to enjoy yeah. his time there. So, I'm really happy for him, you know, I think overall. I think – and this is not a shot at Lucas or Adam. I think Wake Forest got better in the portal. <laughs> like, because the guys that they lost, like – this is, again, not a shot. It is easier to replace hitters than it is pitchers. And Wake, I think, won the portal from a pitch standpoint. You know, getting Burns, getting the kid from... Like, I'm drawing the blank on the kid's name from Maryland. But, like, they grabbed Maryland's top bullpen guy. Like, they grabbed some guys. They grabbed some dudes that can throw.
1: They, they grabbed some infielders, too. Bob. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, mean I would
0: argue that, that Seaver King is the best... Seaver Kings, the best pickup in the portal, yeah. because this is a yeah. D two kid that has, I had the entire field to like, if you watch or listen to anything that D one baseball or any team USA collegiate team coverage, Seaver King was name was, it was literally, it was kind of dope. It was Seaver King, and Griffo, Seaver King, Griffo, Seaver King, Griffo, it's like, as like a guy that cheers for the AC, I'm like, give me more of this baby. Let's go <laughs> check this right into my veins. So that was fantastic. Obviously, um, you know, from a football standpoint, the Big Ten's falling apart from a scandal standpoint. Off we Did you see the Minnesota news today, Nick?
1: Yeah, I literally just saw it before I got in the shower. Like another. I mean, again, like, like. What hazing?
0: I can't comment on any of this stuff, man. But it, it is always amazing to me how the dominoes just fall. It's like, oh, window takes. So again, I don't know if what's true, what's not. I can't say too much about Northwestern because of my correlation with my friend at Northwestern, but I can tell you from people I know that used to work at Northwestern, that shit's very fishy right now, man. And I'm shocked if Northwestern's about to be fucked out of some money because Pat Fitzgerald got a lot of evidence saying he didn't know shit. <laughs> oh, and by the way, something He's that's very... Enough, by the way. Yeah, I don't know oh, if you heard that. You, oh, oh, no, oh, Nick. We somebody, actually, this is what this podcast is going to be about for a minute, because we, this, we have to talk about this, and I, I'm so glad I said the Northwestern thing. We're not going to have a commissioner in six months, dude.
1: Okay, I heard something about that. What is going on?
0: Well, Jim Phillips was the athletic director for the years that oh, this shit was yeah, happening. That's
1: right. That's right. I forgot he's the AD. At Northwestern. And
0: he's he's been named in more lawsuits from football players than Pat Fitzgerald has.
1: Oh, we're screwed.
0: Like, I mean, it sucks when ACC Media Day has to kick off with the commissioner of the damn conference going. I can't speak on the Northwestern stuff; it's a current investigation. Let's focus on ACC football. Yeah. Like again, man, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying he. Failed. I'm not. I'm not trying to indict anybody. I'm simply just saying, like, especially in the world we live in, man, you're you're done. Even if you're associated, you're done. Yeah. Like, it's just plain and simple. Like, logic, even if you're innocent, can, it gets thrown to the side to a point because it's like, you should, like, because again, he was the AD. If this was ever brought to his attention at all, and he did nothing about it, I don't care if he provoked it. I don't care if, like, when it was brought to his attention, it wasn't a very serious matter And based off the conversation. Like, you still failed. <laughs> and you make a lot of money in those roles. Like, hell, like, Nick, I could get fired for stupid shit that I've probably done, too. I'm never gonna say like, I'm perfect, but again, like when you're paid six figures to do that kind of shit, man, you have to be a little bit more, you know, on your your p's and q's than someone like myself that makes less than fifty thousand dollars, you know. So yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, it sucks. It's gonna be a disaster, I think, for the ACC because it's just gonna be something that's overshadowed. CC, but I mean. Yeah, and it, it is what it is, but we'll have to talk about that a little bit. Um, I mean, How obviously, AC- the, uh,
1: the news that broke that a lot of. Um, oh, what, what are the words that I'm trying to find? Oh, um, a lot of games are going to be shown on the CW for the ACC. What do you think about that? I love it. I love it too.
0: I mean, I don't get cool. me wrong, man. Like, of course, like everyone that's like, oh, that's such a terrible. You're right. It, it would be so much better if that was like, you know, ESPN saying, "Hey, you're gonna get all these ABC games instead." But that's not how that works, man. They they took a situation and upgraded. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a win. And like Nick, I mean, we are less than two hours. I think three. It's nine o'clock Eastern time. Three hours or so removed from. I don't know if you heard, but sounds like Colorado's leaving the Pac-12 now. And, Oregon, yep. and yeah. Oregon's yeah. calling a meeting tomorrow out of nowhere with their athletic department and their president to talk about stuff, which makes me think, oh, shit, maybe Oregon's looking at an exit because they're like, oh, shit. Like, because not that Colorado's the big down. I think, honestly, the Pac-12 would survive if Colorado leaves. But, you know, if I'm Oregon, you go, oh, well, Colorado left. Like, I mean, can you blame, like, Wazoo for going, like, hey, Big 12, you got room for, you know, another Western, like, time zone team? Like, honestly, man, I think it's hilarious people go, all oh, Washington for the Big 12. I know this is nuts, but, like, I think that, like, Washington State makes way more sense. <laughs> like, the, the definition of the Big 12 to me is school in the middle of fucking nowhere. Manhattan, Kansas, Lubbock, Texas, Pullman, Washington. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, Ames, Iowa. Honestly, yeah, Ames. You know, like, it's... I mean, Norman, Oklahoma, and still Oklahoma in the middle of nowhere, for God's sakes. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of stuff, obviously, I, I, I think that's a net positive. Um, you know, I, I everyone's like, oh, the AC," Like, yes, they're going to fall behind the Big Ten and the SEC. But if people, they weren't paying attention, Big Ten came out during their media days that they are going to be supporting, you know, like, inclusion in the playoffs. Why? Because... Yeah. These people have come together, Nick, and used their damn brains. I know we always say these guys are all about money, and they are. But guess what? They're going to be smart with that money. And you know what's smart with money? Making sure that teams like fans of NC State think, holy shit, if we win the ACC, we could potentially host a playoff game. Mm -hmm. You know, where if everything gets bottled up, like, I mean, I think NC State could actually survive, and like, uh, if they're swallowed by the SEC, but like, <laughs> a lot of these fan bases cannot. And you know, if they consolidate the Big Twi- Big Ten, and the SEC, like, then you lose fan. Like, for example, a perfect example would be. Not that I ever want this to happen because I just could not handle Twitter for a week, or a month, or a year. But let's say App State is the Group of Five representative, dude. You cannot tell me. But all thirty-five thousand people that fill Kid Brewer Stadium in Boone every single weekend is not going to wherever the fuck that team's at.
1: Yeah,
0: like they could send them to Austin Stadium in Oregon, and there'll be chartered flights from Western North Carolina and Winston Salem and G or, uh, from uh, G- GSO, right? GSO. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, GLPTI, yeah. Like, see, like Charlotte's gonna have you know a shit ton, like magically going to Portland and Eugene and all that stuff. Like, it would be nuts. Yeah. So, from that standpoint, man, it's so much better for the sport. So, the ACC is not screwed. Will, our best plans, but like, and everyone says, oh, well, force Clubs can make so much more than the SEC. Yes, but no. Because my thing is, you can make more money from the TV deal being in the SEC. But you'll make more money if you win the ACC every single year. Guarantee yourself a spot in the playoffs. Get more, you know, revenue like more donations because the team is winning. Then if you're going and becoming, not that they would become Mississippi State, but like, you know, Texas A and M that's going eight and four and nine and three every year, and maybe has one great year. Like, I think the ACC is fine. I think everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks makes me think otherwise. Like, like oh, well Pac-12 dominoes falling. Yeah, the Pac-12 dominoes falling to the Big Twelve. I'm, t- I'm here to tell you guys, the Big 12 deal is just as good as the ACC deal. Actually, the ACC deal is actually a little bit better from the it's standpoint actually, of, like, yeah. It's yeah.
1: actually
0: a little bit better. It's so got a little bit extra money, and there's more stability to it. I like, because like, if you're, let's say, BYU or UCF blow up, right? Like, UCF could just be like, peace out, Big 12, SEC, here I come. But in the ACC, like, again, yes, there's ways out of this grant right? But it's not easy, and it's not worth the money and the time. I can tell you that, yeah. at least in its current state. So,
1: I, I think the people were like a lot of people at first reaction, but I think people have you know turned a corner and realized that this is a good thing about the CW. Getting more eyes on the ACC is what we want, and yeah. the CW is actually a, a channel or network or whatever. I, I'm sure you can live stream or stream again a streaming service and the CW will be there. I just, I wouldn't know to be honest with you, but I get it on cable. But if it's on a streaming service, that's pretty freaking awesome because you know what wasn't was Bally Sports. Bally Sports was not. And there are a lot of ACC basketball games that will be put on Bally Sports. Now, if they go to the CW, that's huge. And you know what else is great about the CW? They are an evolving channel they are because you know what's on the cw micah live golf live golf it's the thing that everyone's been talking about for the last year i know it's a big controversy whatever i get it but people are tuning in to watch on the cw to watch these golfers Phil mickelson and everybody else on the cw so acc fans if you have any streaming service and your team's not on ESPN, they're probably going to be on the CW somewhere. So I think that's a huge, huge thing. I'm just glad that the conference was still proactive after they kind of figured out, okay, we're going to figure out this wealth distribution. If your team makes the playoff, if your team makes March Madness, then you will get more money. Then you will get more money. Now that the CW is involved in this, this is great. I think this is another proactive step.
0: Yeah, and I mean, again, like, nothing, like, ACC is not going anywhere with this, deal. Nothing, there's no step back, there's there's a lot, man, to just kind of look at right now, and just be like, sure, is it perfect? No, but, I mean, for goodness sakes, our, our top Twitter, our top social media platform has more concern than the ACC TV deal, so I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's not a big deal like i I think that everybody it's sure is it like this momentous thing no but is it a positive step absolutely and at this point man like you know the big 12 like i I would rather be in our shoes right now than are we adding yukon are we adding colorado are we at like i don't want to add me neither like sure like what i what would I like? Would it be fun to have Maryland back? Because I'm tired of Virginia and Louisville being a forced rivalry by the conference. Sure, but like, it's not enough for me to go. Oh, I need them back. Or like adding West Virginia. Man, I don't think there's any value in that. And Pitt, and West Virginia, when they play, like they're going to schedule each other now. And if they don't, then that's their decision. Man, I don't care enough. So, I mean, it's. I think it's a good thing for the ACC. I,
1: I did listen to a podcast. Uh, this was actually months ago, and was based. It was a college football podcast, but I forgot who his name was. He's very well known. He's a Florida State for, former Florida State football player. Now works for ESPN. I can't remember his name.
0: Damn. I mean, I mean, Danny Cannell, but he doesn't work for ESPN.
1: Okay, wait. That's who it was. It wasn't ESPN, but it was. It works Cohen. for
0: CBS, but.
1: That, that's right. Yes. CBS. I, that's what I meant. Yes. So he was on one of the podcasts I listened to and they asked him because it was like sometime in mid-March. Their first question, because he is from Florida State, he is an ACC guy. They asked him, would the ACC benefit from adding more teams? And he gave an honest opinion and said, I think it would be worse because you're at that point, you just have too many mouths to feed. You know, now this person needs a piece of the pie, and this person needs the piece of the pie. You know, at, at some point, it will get too much. So I agree with you.
0: And, like, there's beauty in some of the more fun matchups being non-conference. Like, yeah, I, a, yes, like thank like, you. Like, West Virginia, sure, like, that's a nice piece for Virginia Tech. But does West Virginia and Miami... Or West Virginia and Georgia Tech make you happy? Fuck no. So then why not have the Black Diamond Trophy be a competition at a conference? And be every other year? So that way, if you win the damn thing, then guess what? You've gained more value and you're more excited because guess what? Now you get to keep the trophy for two years.
1: And like, if like, this ever does happen, like, I would rather see Florida State and UCF play out of conference than in conference.
0: Well, yeah. Exactly. So, like, there's way more value to playing these games. Well, not more value, but, like, the the more key games you get do not outweigh the games where, like, again, it's the complaint we always get, like, Duke-Virginia. Oh, man. Like, in football, I mean, that's obviously a fun basketball matchup. But in football, it's like, eh. Eh. You know? So now why would we want to add Virginia and West Virginia? Eh. <laughs> or Duke-West Virginia. Eh. Like, yeah. I agree. It doesn't do enough positive to make you go, yep, that's worth it. Let's give up money. So, yeah. No, I agree the ACC,
1: there. The ACC would have to kick out somebody to in order to bring someone in. Like, if they were considering bringing in West Virginia, which everyone knows I would love it if West Virginia was in this conference, they would have to kick somebody out. That's just plain.
0: And, so and I really yeah. don't think, like, I think it's net positive for the ACC to have some in college in Syracuse. I know that might be crazy, so on, so forth, whatever. But, like, there's something special about, like, this conference really touching all the coasts, being spaced out like that, being able to just get better every single day and kind of be its own, you know, piece. Where, like, adding, like, West Virginia... Again, like, I really don't think there's that much more value than, than BC. I really don't. Like, you can say all you want about the glory days of West Virginia. Well, look in those same years and look who else was having some pretty glorious years. Boston College. (laughs) Like, you know, and like, West Virginia's value is for the newest ACC members of Virginia Tech and Pitt. Okay, great. (laughs) Tell me more. Like... You know, I I would rather have gotten Cincinnati, personally. That one would have made more sense to me, honestly, than West Virginia would have. So, again, from that standpoint, like, I think the ACC is good. Now, obviously, media days is going on right now. Um, Virginia spoke today, Virginia Tech. There was a fun little back and forth where Virginia Tech's coach said that they're the uh, satellite or whatever the hell the term is. they're 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 the premier school of the Commonwealth of Virginia and of course Virginia's coach just kind of said everyone's going to say that like you you have to say that and like he basically Tony Elliott was like you know till we start beating them like we have no reason to say like like we know that as a university that we're better but like we can't from a football standpoint we can't say that we are till we beat them so like that was nice to hear as a Virginia fan I enjoyed hearing that um you know so uh fantastic but you know i mean it is through this football season i've started already not as many as last year I just don't have the time or you know i'm still broke from omaha so trying <laughs> to be a little bit smarter but i can't wait maybe i got my tickets um i bought my tickets to virginia for the tennessee game because so i was like you know they're not going to be that much cheaper and if they are they're going to be upper level so let me buy through virginia like it was a hundred or 160 something like that to buy like the premium sideline and I'm like okay that's between the 30 and the 30 on Virginia's you know side I was like okay cool like I should probably get thrown at the 30 or 35 yard line Nick like, you want to know where my seats were put
1: uh end zone
0: no 50 yard line 8 rows behind the bench wow on look at you I was like, I guess there's not a lot of Virginia fans going, or I just bought them early enough that like they just said, "All right, your priority is bad as equal as these people. Here you go." <laughs> but yeah, so at
1: least
0: I'll boots be boots on the ground. For at at least I'll be at least I'll be front row for a seventy to seven loss. Can't wait, Nick. <laughs> we're gonna be boots on the ground week one Thursday night when you and I are spending a little date night in Deek Town. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got nothing better to do on a Thursday night. I'm a seat ticket holder for God's sakes. Might as well use my seats for once. True, true. That would be fun. Well, that would be fun. Well, Elon, man. I mean, obviously Wake should beat them, but Elon's a frisky little uh, FCS program. So, you know, yeah, can't. Did they make the uh, FCS
1: playoffs this past?
0: I think season? they. I think they missed it last year, but they like they're normally kind of on the edge every other year, and they were preseason third and. Arguably the second best conference in the FCS. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're going to be frisky at the bare minimum. Very nice. But Very it's nice. not, no offense to VMI, but it's not a season opener against VMI like last year's was. So, <laughs> a little bit more challenging than that. But, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I'm doing week zero, so that will only be my first football game of the year. Yeah, a little UTEP Jack State action. Welcome to the FBS Jacksonville State. But plus, I'm jokingly—not really—but maybe I actually am really scouting because ETSU plays Jacksonville State the next week, so doing a little, little, little scouting, maybe.
1: Oh, so where, where is that? I didn't know you were going to week zero. So where is that game being held at?
0: Jacksonville State.
1: Hell yeah, dude! Look at you. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but
0: like four and a half get hours. Get Jacksonville here,
1: State's debut in the FBS—that's going to be fun.
0: More so, I got to cheer on my beloved UTep Miners. But yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah
1: so i'm guessing uh, i i have to confirm it i mean i think i'm good to go but i have some things in the works but we are going to be boots on the ground charlottesville week three i think is that week three or week four
0: uh three week
1: three okay
0: wait no week four sorry
1: Week four. Yeah, I, I,
0: I forget that. I, I forget that. I forget that September second is like the first week. So we have like we have that weird five, uh, five like week five is the end of the month. Yeah. But so that's not that's not normally right. That's why like, I was like yeah second last weekend, but yeah it's the fourth for this year. Yeah. So,
1: so that I'm excited for that. I'm pretty, sh- pretty sure I can go. I I have some things in the works right now in terms of jobs, but um, that. I'm excited for it. Wait, Nick's,
0: Nick's not going to be working at the Always anymore. Uh oh.
1: I will be at the Always. Trust me. Don't worry. I, if I have any free time, I will be at <laughs> it the Always.
0: But the only way out. you're getting my it, ticket—it
1: it honestly does work out because it's a Friday night, so I can drive up to Charlottesville and be there, and spend spend the night there. And it would be great. Like, and I'm excited. It, 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 it would be a new stadium I can check off and. Uh, Just in case if you know, wake Elon doesn't work out, then it'll be our first. I I had in my head that it would be our first football game together, which would be fun.
0: Not gonna be a fun game, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because Nick, you know exactly what y'all. I see that game going. That is. Oh, I don't know, Robert and I, who still has a bittersweet taste in his mouth, how the Virginia administration handled the whole thing. Brennan Armstrong, who was left to rot last year by uh, our wonderful decision on play calling, Um, gets his chance to come back to Charlottesville, where I'm sure, as much as I hope we don't do it, I'm sure there's going to be some arrogant UVA fans that just don't understand how to appreciate the little things that, like, boo them when they come back. I mean, for God's sakes, Robert and I's last fucking play call at Virginia was throwing it to a fucking offensive lineman. Like that, to this day, man, I like the only way I will forgive him is if on the opening play of the Virginia NC State game he throws it to a fucking lineman. And you know what, Nick? You'll probably score on the damn play because that's just how that shit works as a Virginia fan.
1: Oh my God. We need to clip this and save it. And if that happens, I would die. I think I would die in the stands. And just die of laughter,
0: Nick. I, Nick I, would I would literally, I would literally walk out of the stadium and never step foot in Scott Stadium again. <laughs> All right, you bet. Know, I'm done. It's been fun. <laughs> we'll see you next year. That's so fun. And like the worst part is, Nick. There's a very good fucking chance that Virginia is walking into that game already just defeated at zero and three. Because we yeah, open I it,
1: we open it. or two games before.
0: Tennessee is week one. Yeah. James Madison is week two. Ooh.
1: Okay. And
0: at at Maryland is week three. Oh
1: my god! (laughs) You guys got a tough schedule. That's. Oh, dude, our
0: schedule's a top twenty-five tough schedule. We're either like, yeah, let's just have fun with you. Like, our FCS game is October. No. Our FCS game is October seventh. But it's William and Mary, who is, by the way, preseason number 12 in the FCS. Oh, but let me add this to the puzzle. They're coached by Mike London, who every Virginia fan, including myself, I'm willing to admit it because I I was an arrogant college kid, wanted nothing more than to see his ass fired, coming back to a place he, he... Bronco Mendenhall was his daddy, but now he sees blood in the water, like... The offensive coordinator is UVA legendary quarterback Matt Johns' goat. We're, we're fucked. Like Nick, when I say that I would not actually be surprised if Virginia goes zero and twelve, there is a there is a possibility that it actually happens because if this team does, did not improve offensively, and they, I mean they they could not have gotten better on defense. They probably hopefully they didn't regress because they were a pretty good defense last year. But, I mean, they lost stripe Cypress to Florida State. They lost Anthony Johnson to the draft. You know, like, they are, or I don't know if he got drafted, but to the NFL. Like, they lost arguably their best players on both sides of the ball to either portals or injuries. So, like, I mean, I like Musket at quarterback. Our kids that transferred from Monmouth. But, like, when we had a pretty damn good quarterback last year and this team was pretty bad. So man. We'll see. But, you know, that'll be, obviously be fun if we link up there. Um, and then the next day, man, I'm going over to Pitt for UNC Pitt, which is probably now Coastal Rest in Peace, but, I mean, that's the de facto Coastal Championship game in its first year of non-existence. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Um, and if it gets up being a noon game, which I'm cheering for, then my ass will also be at the Whiteout game that night against Iowa. So, that'd be kind of fire. But, Anyways, no, I mean, it's, it's football season. I mean, I've been doing nothing but prepping for football here at ETSU. So yeah. it's kind of kicked in a little bit. You know, obviously, baseball was a hell of a ride. But, I mean, the Orioles are pissing me off just because they're actually giving me hope. And they're, I still am not sold that we're actually that good. We still have very suspect pitching. And our bats are very, very suspect from a standpoint of, like, they have big innings. But they only have one per game. Like, today, they... Jump out to a three nothing lead on the Phillies, but then they lose six to four because that's really all they have in them. (laughs) So, you know,
1: where I feel like you and I are in the similar boat with this. Um, Where are you with my? Because I'm including my team in this as well, but I think you guys have a better chance. Uh, Where are you with the Orioles getting Shohei and? uh,
0: If the Orioles go after Shohei Otani, I will legitimately be pissed. I had a feeling. I don't want the Orioles to do a damn thing at the trade deadline. If it involves any prospects, yeah. I do not care about winning, dude. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it if you follow it at all any major league baseball. But the Orioles have everything in front of them right now. Like this, like last you're year, the
1: best team in the American League, right?
0: Correct. Yes.
1: Okay. Then, like, yeah, it, you're like you're in the same situation. As the Atlanta Braves, like the Braves, they don't need Shohei to win the World Series. They don't. Well, I will now, say no. I
0: will say though, Nick, the Orioles would need Shohei to win the World Series. Yeah, we really that, would. That's true. But that's true. I don't want to win. Like, I mean, of course, I want to win the World Series this year. I don't want to sell the future because, like, to be honest, man, like, here's here's the current Orioles path to the playoffs. If they win the division, they will get the winner of the Houston Astros. And the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't like our odds in that damn series. And even if so, like that's a brutal ALDS. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't, if they don't win the AL East, guess what, Nick? They are the four seed playing the Houston Astros in the wild card round. Yeah, like, like no, that. thank you. October. Yeah, that's no shit. <laughs> and like. As much as I love that Tyler Wells has pitched well and Dean Kramer has pitched well and Kyle Bradish has pitched well, Nick, how many of those names did I just say have you ever fucking heard of in your entire life?
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. A lot of them. Like, like I, I didn't know who they were until they became one of minus Tyler Wells because Tyler Wells spent his entire 2019 season hanging out with me and a bunch of other randos when he had Tommy John surgery when he was in the Twins' farm system. <laughs> Like, it's the only reason why I know who he is. Like, I, it, this, like, the team, like, the Orioles are very, very good. And they're very, very fun. And, like, obviously, I'm enjoying this ride. This is great. But, like, today, for, like, for example, dude, they played the Phillies in their last in their three-game set. And, like, it is impressive because, like, when they played the Braves, the same thing happened. You could tell the Orioles are as good as them. From a just matchup standpoint, they can hang with any team in Major League Baseball. But the, the Phillies needed this series because, like, obviously they are on the outside looking into the playoffs right now because they started the season so damn slow. Right. So they are. I mean, as a Giants fan, they're nipping on your guys' ass right now for the wild card.
1: Yeah, I know. Oh my God, they. they so like, kiss our seven-game winning streak goodbye after the five-game losing streak we just had.
0: Yeah, like. So you know God, like they're
1: fucking gnats.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> so like. So the Phillies team at the Orioles got this week. Like, the Orioles have played, honestly, nine to ten straight days of playoff baseball. The Tampa Bay Rays series was a four-game set for the AL East. They won three of four, and that's great. The Rays are reeling right now, so it kind of helped out. The Phillies, again, the team that went to the World Series last year, the team that, when you look at their lineup from top to bottom, is really freaking good. Like, if the Atlanta Braves did not exist, like you throw the Phillies in any other division not named an East Division, AL East, even then I'd say they probably compete in the AL East. But like, you know, take, a, take the AL East and NL East out of it, put them in the Central or in the West, in either side, American League or the National League, they're probably in first place or like a game back. Yeah. So like that team was hungry, and like yesterday the Orioles literally lost the game in the ninth inning, like because the Phillies were desperate. And the Orioles bullpens taxed. Like, the Orioles have a very solid core. But they used Felix Bautista in every game in Tampa. So he's basically been shut down this entire week in Philadelphia. Like, come playoff time, after there's a little bit of gap time. But, like, the Orioles picked up Fujihama, Fuji whatever his name is, from Oakland. And that's great. Good pickup. But even he's, like, he's got stuff to work on. He's got good stuff, but he's not consistent. I'm the Orioles. Just calm down. Like, Cedric Mullins is still hurt. If he comes back healthy, the lineup just got better. <laughs> you know, the Orioles are literally calling up guys to the big leagues every other week, and they're, they're performing at a, at a major league average at, at worst level. <laughs> so, I'm like, I don't want anything. Like, again... If we can get Shohei Otani for, like, a good deal, because if I'm the Angels, my, again, my buddy works for them. He doesn't have, like, any pool in the front office from the standpoint of, like, you know, he's just a video coordinator for the minor league teams. But when we were talking, he's like, he gave me some insight on the Angels' farm system. Angels are probably only dealing Shohei. They can kind of stock their farm. And thankfully, the Orioles do have, like, a 23rd best prospect and 33rd. So like, would be, like, top 10 in the Angels' farm. <laughs> So like they could if they can give those guys away for for Shohei sure, but I doubt it. So I don't know, man. Like I don't want the like last year again the oils went all in like they didn't go on. Excuse me, they didn't they did nothing really at the trade down deadline. Honestly, they get away their all star closer for God's sake. Who by the way just got traded today by the Twins to my because he really wasn't anything special for them. So you know. I have no problem just sitting back, like ride the wave. But at this point, like, I mean, it, it's still a chance the Orioles miss the playoffs. But dude, if we just make the playoffs, it's a good, it's a great season for me. Last year, I was getting above five hundred was a great season. Like, we're we're ahead of schedule. We don't need to rush it. Yeah. Because you see too many, like you see too many teams, like the Blue Jays rushed it, got nothing, no no trophy to show for it. You know the. Like, I was like, look at the Dodgers, look at the Giants. Like, like if we were at the Giants level, we could go out, like, the Orioles can kind of do what the Giants and the Astros have done, like, in their, like when they had their runs. You have the farm, you get better, but you don't sell everything too early. Like, if in three years from now, we have to burn our farm to go win the damn thing, sure, let's do it. <laughs> but this is you year of truly contending, and the future is still pretty damn, like, Arguably, I mean, the Orioles literally called up the number one prospect in baseball, and he's been killing it. in Gunnar Henderson. Oh, and let me tell you, Nick, the number one prospect in Major League Baseball is now in Double A for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: what, what's his name? Uh, Jackson Holiday.
0: No, Jackson Holiday. Oh, Jackson Holiday. Matt Holiday's son.
1: Who's the? You guys have a, a, a Hispanic kid. Uh, that's, like, supposed to be really good, but it's kind of struggling right now. I forgot his name. I don't remember. Grayson anymore. Rodriguez? Yeah, yeah. The pitcher? Is, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Is he struggling right now, or am I making that up?
0: No, I mean, he's struggling in the big leagues, but, like, he's not, like... Grayson Rodriguez's problem is he's great for four innings, but he has one really bad inning. And it's not like, oh, like, he can go four shutout. Like, sometimes it's, like five innings of good, like, five innings pitched, five earned runs, but five earned runs were in the first inning, or in the second. Like, so he's just, he struggles with his command can get a little wonky. Yeah. But, um. but no, I mean, yeah, like, the Orioles are sitting, like, we definitely need pitching help, but they're, they're doing, like, if they were, like, on the edge of maybe, like, missing the playoffs right now, do a little bit extra, because I think, like, the momentum of making the playoffs this year is huge. But if this team can make the playoffs, as of right now, they can, why wouldn't they? So, anyways, that's your Major League Baseball talk on the fifth quarter Just Means Less podcast. But, no, I mean, Nick, obviously, we've been talking for a little while. I don't have too much more. Next week, we'll get back to. I think we should probably start previewing the ACC football season, obviously. Um, we'll yeah, go through.
1: Start doing a little research and digging because you know uh,
0: uh nick you know what next scary, week's, you know what next week's podcast is going to be tell me it is going to be we did it before dan and i did it i think you and i have done it too the dream acc football road trip
1: yes we've done it twice we've
0: done it twice yeah. so, so, we so do it a third time. obviously that came from Akron sports the yeah nick uh, uh not nick Jeez, uh dan still does it with his podcast i mean at the end of the day it's not copyrighted we did it together like I got it from Athlon Sports, so, I mean, if anything, I think that I win because I'm the one most likely of all the podcasts that does it to actually do some of the games on the damn list, but, (laughs) but anyways, we will, you know, we will do that, you know, you obviously nick on the rules, you can't go anywhere more than once, obviously, you can see AC teams more than once, you can't see them more than three times, though, Um, and yeah, you can't go anywhere twice. You know, make sure you pick and choose your battles wisely. I, mean, I already can tell you where I'm going. Nick, if you had to guess where I'm going week one, where do you think I'm going? And the answer, and the answer is not Virginia and Tennessee because, you know, obviously I'm taking my selfish bias aside. Like, it's the first game back since the tragedy, so clearly that's the one I'm going to be at. Like, but if, if you're not pretending it never happened, but, like, if you – Take that part out of it and knowing that Virginia is probably going to get housed by Tennessee. Where do you think I'm going? Go look at the week one schedule because obviously you probably think that's funny. I, I, that well,
1: fun I have two in my head right now. I'm trying to decide between the two. Okay, well. But then again, you're a psycho and you're probably going to go to, like, NC State UConn for some reason. would <laughs> even go to that.
0: <laughs> Nick, sorry. I know we just talked uh, Major League Baseball. This just in. Oil. Or oil. She's. Angels have announced they plan to keep two-way superstar Shohei Ohtani and are expected to buy at the trade deadline in a playoff push. Yeah,
1: I had a feeling that that was going to happen. I, I, um, that's checks,
0: where my betting was. Like, let's, uh, let's check the notes. The The Angels, are, again, they're playing much better baseball than they were since the break. Yeah, the Angels fun. are four games back of a wild card spot right now with two teams in front of them and one team in Seattle literally a half game behind them. So there's a lot of window for them to uh, to screw all that up, but that, anyways.
1: That, that was real quick. That was my prediction. I felt like the Angels were going to keep them, and like they're slur- They're like they're very streaky this season. So like if they were uh, they were going to wait two days before the day trade deadline to actually make a decision what they were going to do. So I feel like. Yeah, I, I, my betting, my bet was going towards they were gonna just keep Shohei and see what happens, but
0: well, we're going streaking,
1: <laughs> but let's see, uh, you're a psycho, but oh wait, nope, now a third game popped in my head for week one, Although, no, I, I don't think that game is week one. Never mind. Um, are you going to, are you going to South Carolina, North Carolina?
0: Hell no, North Carolina's I don't want to deal with South Carolina fans.
1: Okay, are you going to LSU, FSU? No, I knew it. See, you're a psycho. You're going to like Wake Elon or, well, actually, you probably are going to that anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see, week one, week one. A&M, Miami, is not week one? Is it?
0: No, I am going to watch the only AC. or oh, actually, that's not true. I think there's two ACC versus ACC games this that week, All right? Let me check. Let me double check that. Make sure I'm not. No, yeah, yeah, there's, two. there's two ACC games. Um, like actually, ACC like you know versus ACC. Okay. I'm spending. I'm spending my night at Wallace Wade Stadium, when the team that I would predict the to win the AC Coastal, if the or if the Coastal Division still existed. And the my ACC champion Clemson Tigers come to town. Wow, Clemson Duke. Dude, Duke's home schedule this year. hold on. Duke's home football schedule this year is unreal. Yeah. Do you know who else they host? What? Do you know who else Duke hosts?
1: I know they host us. They host NC State.
0: I didn't even realize they hosted y'all. Shit. Yeah, they,
1: they're, they're hosting us
0: this year. Dude, sure. Their First is even more insane then. Because they host Wake Forest and, 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 drum roll please, Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> like, I might just buy season tickets just to sell them off. Like, go to the Clemson game, get game for 60 and sell, like, for 40 and that's my money back. <laughs> Like Wait, unreal, but can, can I
1: challenge you? Have you seen NC State's home schedule,
0: dude? I'm not trying to be an asshole because you have a great home schedule, but your stadium doesn't hold thirty thousand people. <laughs> but I'm being serious. Like NC State hosting somebody worth the damn kind of makes sense. There's fifty-five thousand seats. That place gets packed no matter who they play.
1: Yeah.
0: Like. You cannot tell me that the entire sideline behind Duke is going to be orange. And the entire sideline behind Duke is going to be a mixture of the navy blue, gold, and green. And when NC State comes to town, guess what damn color that sideline's going to be, Nick? Red. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, just
1: see, I, I wish, I wish, the, I wish the Big 12 move would happen next year so that, like, we could have kept Cincinnati on the home schedule because we had Cincinnati with that too. I was so excited.
0: Why'd you lose Cincinnati?
1: Because so they, we were, they were originally on our schedule. And then when they made the move to the big 12, they had to rearrange their schedule and they couldn't fit us in. Because I think they had to get a certain amount of big 12 teams in their schedule.
0: Well, yeah, I, I asked that's true. That's right. Cause they have nine. It was probably one of those. Why do we want to play a power five team when we're now a power five team? And they went from eight conference to nine. That's right. I forget the Big 12s is a nine yeah, conference. So we we, we we
1: replaced them with Marshall, who we played like a few years ago, which is that, that that'll be exciting. I, I, I think that's an interesting matchup for state. Hot but... take.
0: Hot take. That's a better matchup.
1: Yeah, I kind of had a feeling that it might be because since Marshall
0: Marshall Marshall, Marshall will tra- Marshall will travel just as well. Yeah. Marshall is just as winnable. Yeah. Marshall is a, a program that obviously, like, you know, people respect. There's not many programs in the country that hate Marshall. Like, Marshall is by far my favorite group of five team that I have no reason to actually have a connection to at all. Right. Maybe UTEP yeah. falls in that category, too. But, like, like every time, like, I, like, for example, I'm going to the Ohio-Iowa State game. Ohio is hosting Iowa State, by the way. That's just beautiful to me. Um, but... They play September 16th. I'm staying because it, it's 10 minutes longer and no tolls to go through Huntington, West Virginia. I'm staying in Huntington. And how am I celebrating my morning? I'm waking up and normally the gate's always open. But if not, I'll break in to my favorite stadium in college football in Jones C. Edwards Stadium and go just enjoy the beautiful town of Huntington. Like, I love Huntington. Like, I'm honestly kind of sad, Nick, because Virginia Tech is at uh, Marshall I think... Is it actually that weekend? Oh, I think about it. Holy shit, is it that weekend? No, it's that that's right, It's the weekend after. And I was like, oh boy. But Virginia Tech's at Marshall this year. So, like, you know, I was thinking about going to that because that's beautiful. But, anyways, yeah. Dude, we'll do that podcast. Then we'll preview ball. We'll probably just spend time talking, like... Like, Nick, I think it's in our best interest... So maybe talk, shrink the schedules, like do some players to watch stuff. But I don't know if we need to break down every team because there's so many podcasts that do that. I think we should be different, yeah. have a little more fun. Um, yeah. We'll like, still obviously I do don't... our preview and predictions and stuff. But I think we should have more fun. Like, Nick, I think you and I should do a fantasy, like figure out some point system and do like do one of those, you know, weekly like things that you could do in like professional sports where like, you pick a quarterback, you pick a wide receiver. And like we pick that and we keep track all season long, and see who wins. Oh, that could like, be like, a lot of fun. Like, I would rather preview college football, like, AC games that way than, like, all right, you know, we got VMI versus NC State, and, like, you know, VMI's got really cool white helmets, so, like, you know, I think it's going score cool, a touchdown on NC State, and, like, you know, Brent Armstrong has beaten VMI before in his career when he was at Virginia, so, you know, for, like, <laughs> that's just kind of boring, yeah. in my opinion.
1: That'd Yo. be a lot of fun. I, we got to figure that out. I think that'd be a lot of fun. But so obviously, around, guys, like you know, we we obviously want to interview uh, the baseball guys. Um, I mean, w- I think we should just like before the actual football season starts, where we go twice a week. Let's just go with the flow. Like, hey, we got this interview coming up. Let's do it this day. We got this coming up. Let's do it this day. You want to play that draft thing that you just said? Let's do it this day, our road trip. Like, oh, like the, I, I'm excited for the start of our new season. Like, if we're, we're going to have some fun, dude. I, I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be a lot of fun. Like, we can go twice a week, three times a week, whatever. We, we're not on a set schedule right now, so it should be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, no, so we'll obviously have that rolling, but it's good to be back. And, uh, Nick, man, that's all I've got, so – as always, unless you got anything else to say, I think we should send it off here. Probably even should have when we didn't really have anything super productive to say. Um, yeah. we'll we'll talk we'll talk some more baseball. I mean, the plan is to still do a monthly baseball pod at some point. You know, like kind of keep updates. It might be a ten minute podcast, but we have enough people that'll listen to a ten minute podcast about baseball because it's yeah. ten minutes longer than anything else they're getting right now. Yeah. So, I, so you know, we'll 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 do a lot of that. We'll get Hollis on. Obviously, Nick, try to get the boys back on from Wake and kind of debrief everything now that the dust is settled. Um, your goal is to get Seaver King to come into the Oles and get him on the pod.
1: And, and but, Chase Burns. I'll try to get Chase on, too.
0: Yeah, get Chase on. That would be cool. Um, you know, and again, we'll, we'll work on some stuff. I, I met some people over the summer from, like, Virginia Tech and stuff. We'll see if we can get some of those guys on. And, and really try to open it up. I mean, I think this time, like, not this time next year, but, like, you know, going into baseball season, I think I wouldn't be surprised, Nick, if we put our minds to it, where we have interviews with every team.
1: Oh, yeah, like, I think we can.
0: Like, we have enough players now that follow us or at least know who we are, that trust us and know, like, we want to hype them up. that they'll, they'll come on the podcast and tell us why Georgia Tech baseball has turnaround season waiting for them. Yeah. Or why Todd Inondonato and the New York Yankees of Boston College – because in case I didn't tell you this, Nick, uh, Inter Donato treats uh, his players, at least he did at Wofford, like the New York Yankees. Uh, no facial hair and a lot of other things. So, uh, yeah, so that'll be interesting. But, you know, we'll talk to those guys. I mean, heck, I still know Wofford's SID very well. Maybe he can get me in contact with Todd. We can have Todd on. Todd doesn't really like me, I don't think. I won't tell him the story about how I told them when we beat them. I don't think he needs to know that. But, <laughs> you know, like, that kind of stuff. So... It'll be great, man. I think we got a lot of good stuff still to go. And again, it is football season; it's fun. I'm, I'm literally walking the track by my school, I'm walking this whole time. Nick, when we got on the podcast, there was a baseball outside the outfield wall, and I was going to make a joke that it was Nick Kurtz's home run finally landed in the Alabama game. Oh, it landed <laughs> in and it's a official Major League baseball, dude. So I'm actually like super intrigued by this because I'm like, I wonder if this was a game used ball, and if so, like, why was it being used for like BP at this middle school baseball field? Um, so I found an official major league baseball and then I'm walking the track and the middle school football team that plays here, you know, and practices here, some kid left his shoulder pads. (laughs) So baseball and football are combining baby. And it's great. It is. So, you know, it's that time of the year, Nick, I could really go for, honestly, Nick, I have nothing to do Sunday. What time is the always open?
1: 10 o'clock.
0: Hmm. I might venture my ass over there for a chicken palm. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, my that God. That sounds so good. That, yeah. I'd honestly make a trip out of it, you know. I'll see if the Dasher in town. or. got to go see the Disco you know. Turkeys. Their season's over, I thought.
1: No, 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 it's not over. One of the Wake guys is on the team. It's not over. They got huh? I think they have a series this weekend at the couch, so
0: I'm going to try go to Maybe a little Diolis and a... We can go over there. Maybe we can have some of those guys on after the game. Hmm.
1: Would be fun.
0: And, I mean, rumor has it if I, you know, spend $30 in gas money that a chicken parm sandwich is on the house. I mean, just the rumblings around here. Don't know if that's true or not, but those can be confirmed, then it, you know, kind of helps the case of the, you know, it is the trade deadline, so my presence and my gas money for a chicken parm sandwich from Diolis, I mean I think that's a pretty I think the Dioli family's fleecing me in that trade. Ah, that's uh, not true. I'm i gonna say I'm actually fleecing y'all. The chicken parm is worth more than thirty bucks. <laughs> I will say, Nick, if I come for the Elon game, I'm definitely catching like before y'all close. Hundred percent. Like oh, I will yeah. be yeah. I will be at Diolis yeah. at three o'clock. I will sit down and, bring, you know what, I might try to convince my boss to let me work remote, and I'm just going to work the whole day in Diolis. And that way, Nick, I'm sure you'll be busy like pretty much the whole day, but if you have a slow moment, maybe I can make my own chicken parm. I can see the beauty. I can even film it for fifth quarter just means last year. You guys have a free advertisement on the Twitter page. I mean. Oh, my God. We're
1: not and the, ad,
0: and, and the And the ad can be literally me making a chicken parm. And then you making it, and people going, "This is why you want to come to Diolis, Because when a Joe schmo like Micah makes it, it looks like shit. <laughs> At least the ingredients will be good, so it can't taste that bad. It
1: would be a lot of content. It would. It would.
0: But you know,
1: I do. I do want to say one thing before we log off. Um, this past season, not not just to kind of, like, put a bow on not just the baseball season because we've done that a couple times, but just, like, the whole 2022-2023 sports calendar year as we move on to the next one. Michael, we got a we got a lot done. Like, I, I, I get me working at Wake this past year made me go to a lot of football games, a couple of basketball games, and, hell, almost every single baseball game. So there was that. Um, we did a great job for football last, last season. I think we grew a little bit there. Um, I think we have one of our most passionate basketball podcasts this year when Miami made it all the way to the final four. And, you know, I remember that day because we were going to have just one podcast, but we said, screw it. Like Miami needs its glory. The ACC basketball is back. or actually never left. Uh, so that that was fun and you know me going to the ACC tournament this year in Greensboro my first time and I get that's it's in, almost insane that I've lived here 20 plus years almost 25 years and that was my first ACC tournament so I was glad that we got some content out of that and baseball was just a huge success so I'm excited to continue to build on season three of us because this season two was so much fun. Like we're we're gonna we're gonna go to football games together. Like we haven't done that. We're hopefully gonna go to Wake Elon and State Virginia. So that that's gonna be great, man. I can't I can't wait. A lot of things are growing, and like looking back on this past year, it was a huge success. And I think we're gonna have a lot more to come, a lot more as we even build more relationships like you said with these baseball players we could touch on every ACC team next season and again we're going to football games together at least two so that'll be a lot of fun so it's gonna be it's gonna be great I can't wait
0: yeah well as always everybody thank you for listening to Nick and I we look forward to providing some hopefully fun and great content again this year but as always, Nick especially on a day where expansion news seems to be breaking and we're at the 69th minute so very very nice it means just a little bit less here in the ACC country and go ACC